Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast. My name is George Evans. Uh, joining me this week, Liam Whiting. Liam, good to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It's nice to be back on my own podcast. Yeah, well, it's nice of you to turn up. Well, I can't and, help uh, it. I have to work, can I? Well, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, Ollie will. Broom, we've got with us as well. Ollie, good to have you back. Evening, mate. Nice to be here again. Evening, mate. How's it going? Yeah, all good. Can't complain. He's almost the third host now, isn't he? The third wheel of the podcast. Well, he, he turns up more than you do, so I trust him more than you. Third man, like in the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, how's your weekend been? All right? I know I've been chatting a lot. Yeah, it's been good. Um, Shall we mention the elephant in the room, hence why we're doing this special? Uh, yeah, I'll leave you to mention that. So um, we recorded an entire episode yesterday, um, nearly went for two hours, and Skype decided to just not save the recording, even though we all said it saying record. And then we spent further, pretty much all day trying to recover the file, and I've spent all day talking to Microsoft to fix it. So you're stuck with this great show instead. Yeah, yesterday was a bit of a bad day, really, uh, especially personally. West Ham throwing away a 3-0 lead did not help my mood at all. Um, I genuinely thought you were going to jump off some sort of bridge. I really did after. I had to go for a McDonald's, otherwise I was really debating what I was going to do because things were tough, mate. I had to watch four episodes of Peep Show that night as well. Ollie, how are you feeling? Well, all right, mate. It's always nice to chat sports, especially at the moment. Um, Yeah. Laura made a cheesecake. Can't complain too much, really. That's all you need. What cheesecake? Mini egg. Oh. Why do you go egg. for cream egg being the Easter theme? Ah, uh, yeah. Mini eggs in the cheesecake, though. Ah, uh, good shout. I'm a biscuit base. Mini really. eggs are also definitely Easter themed. I know, but I just want to see how long it took to realise that part. And they taste a lot better than cream eggs. I, I don't like cream eggs. I, I would like say cream egg, like trifle ice cream, is better than actual cream eggs. That's my, that's my hot take for today's show. Yeah, it's good to have you back, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> There's more Larry Fitzgerald talk to come, so we're fine. Yeah, I'm sure that. I'm What's sure the latest that. with um, Larry Fitz as his agent? Is he sponsoring yeah, the on? pod? So, unfortunately, he's not yet. I'm working on that, don't worry. Um, he's living his best life at the moment, um, and he'll be back in the league catching all of the passes. So, all Is he good. still with the Cardinals? Is he still contracted with the Cardinals? He is, but there's rumours of him trying to go to Minnesota, which, as Vikings fans, we've always wanted being from the Twin Cities, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, but he wouldn't get a game. You know, the one group of good players you do have is probably your wide receivers. Third, that's a heck of a climate change for him as well. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's true. Plus, he'd be leaving a team that is actually quite good and on the rise, going to a team that is not that good. But then he was at the Cardinals when they're at the Super Bowl. Like he's sort of been through the wave before. He's seen it all. Yeah, they were a good team. Is that when they lost to the Steelers? Yeah. yeah who did they lose to? 
Oh, here we go. What year was that? 2010? 2009. Do we have iPhones then? Blimey, 2009. I was in year nine at school. Showing your age to all, all of our listeners. Yeah, well, no one, we don't want to show your age, Liam. I've been <laughs> quite polite. Not yeah, I remember Super Bowl one. <laughs> it was the mascot. <laughs> right, should we talk some football, boys? Because a lot's been going on in free agency still. So this will be a, another free agency special, part two, to cover all the latest news that's been going on around the league. Um, we'll start where we finished on the last podcast, really. Me and Ollie were talking about uh, Rodney Hudson possibly moving to the Cardinals from the Raiders. He's the, He was the centre of the Raiders now with the Cardinals. Ollie, we got it spot on. Hey, we called it. Um, I mean, we we give ourselves half a point because we said he'd been released when actually it was a trade, but yeah, yeah, we called it spot on. Why didn't you bet on it? The one thing you didn't bet on, Ollie, and you got it right. I don't think you can bet on centres moving to different teams, can you? I reckon you can do a request for bet somewhere, surely. Ollie would know. Ollie would know, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'll speak to my guy on the inside. What, Larry Fitzgerald? <laughs> yeah, that's how he got the Cardinals info. How do you both know him? So right yeah. people, don't we? It's, um, as a move goes, I think it's a really clever move. You get some more protection for Kyler Murray, obviously, and Rodney Hudson's been a top 10 centre for the last five or six years. Liam, what do you make of it? Yeah, I think it's a good move. Um, I want to know what Broome thinks about it more so. Yeah, I mean, it's a strange one for the Raiders to let him go. I think we touched on that last time. But definitely a good pickup for Arizona. And with the additions they've made this off-season, you've got to think their, their Super Bowl window's open. You know, while they've got Kyler Murray on that rookie deal. JJ Are they going to be... Yeah, are they going to be making a run at it? They've got to, haven't they? They've got, I mean, they've got the team to do it. The problem they're going to find is that they're in such a difficult division in that NFC West, which is probably the best division in football. And you're looking at three other teams in that division that could easily get double-digit wins. So that's the problem you could have. But it could be a case that, you know, all four teams from that division get a postseason spot, especially now that they've opened up to more teams and with the 17th game as well. Um, you touched on the Raiders, Sorry, you touched on the Raiders quickly about um, getting rid of Hudson and their strange decision-making. They're getting rid of their whole O-line, which was very good last season, the highest-paid O-line in the league. What And what are they doing? Like, where, where, what's the plan for the Raiders here and who's making these decisions? Yeah, we're not sure. We need to... We need the inside scoop. We need to know what's going on because at face value, it is odd. I have to admit, I'd expect Mike Mayock has some sort of plan because he knows what he's doing. He drafts well. Maybe there's some sort of inside info that we don't know about, but yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Do you think it's Mayock making the decisions or do you think it's John Gruden? Gruden. I don't think it's him. Or it could be above Mayock, possibly. Well, the problem, I think we touched on this before as well, is that John Gruden has got that 10-year deal and he's been at the Raiders now for three or four years of it. Nobody's going to hold him to account. So every decision that John Gruden makes, they just have to go along with it because he's too expensive to get rid of John Gruden. He's, and, all, he's almost got a free pass, really, hasn't he? He has. And if you look at the way the Raiders' seasons have ended in the last couple of seasons, they've just, you know, they've just really struggled towards the end. They've lost a lot of games. They lost some really bad games last season. 
one to the LA Chargers when they still had a, a chance of getting to the postseason sticks in mind. And um, the one to the Jets was horrendous. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just shambolic as well. It, they're a really strange team. They've made a, another interesting pickup in free agency, taking Kenyon Drake, who was at the Cardinals. But um, when you've got Josh Jacobs there, Liam, does this make any sense to you? No, I don't understand what they're doing. Do you think they're sort of, are they tanking? Like, what, what are they doing? Like, I don't know. Well, to me, their priority should be defence because they struggled so much on defence last season. Their offence was fine. Derek Carr was, you know, better than... He's a solid callback, yeah. Really good season. They had a good wide receiver call with Aguilar and um, Henry Ruggs. You know, they had a lot of weapons. They had a brilliant offensive line. But the only place they struggled was on defence. So it seems very strange to me that they're moving in changing the best part about their team and still not trying to affect their defence. I feel like we need some Raider inside info here. What's going on? See if they know more. I mean, they're in a tough division, but you know, they're, they're in a new market now and they, they don't seem to be flourishing. Do you reckon that's because, um, well, what I've heard is that the Raiders obviously assumed that we were going to have fans in stadiums. So they accounted for all that. They accounted for a hundred thousand people going to, the Death Star, I think they call it, um, in Las Vegas. So is it that they've not made as much money as they thought, they're struggling with cap space, and now they're going to have to get rid of their highest-paid players, which is why their offensive line is going? That could be a logical reason. But then surely they'd make enough money in merch and other things, because they're a well-supported team, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I've got Raiders stuff. I know a lot of people... You always see people walking around town with... Raiders merch, you go in any shop pretty much. For sport yeah, like Sports Direct always sell Raiders, Raiders merch, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, they have made one move on defence, which was bringing in Yannick Ngokwe. Um, Liam, you're probably best to talk about this as he was briefly on the Vikings last season. What does he bring to the Raiders? Or has he kind of lost it from when he had it in um, Jacksonville? I don't know if he's lost it, but I really rate him as a player. So I saw in the PFF rankings, he's I don't know his exact ranking, but he's up there for one of the best in his position. So they've got quite a good player here. But you said about making moves on defence and they're starting to do it. So is this going to be some more moves they're going to make, do you think? Or The problem is they need help in their secondary and there's not that many specialist players now. There's not top cornerbacks still available. There's not top safety still available. So they've kind of missed their chance. Unless they're going to go through the draft, I don't know. Yeah, but their draft pick is not high enough. That's no guarantee, is it, either? You'd rather be trading for someone who's been in the league, been there, done it. Yep, exactly that. Okay, let's move on to some new moves. Um, We mentioned Larry Fitzgerald earlier. Well, he's got a new wide receiver partner in AJ Green. Uh, Moves over from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Ollie, what do you make of it? Yeah, fresh start for him. Didn't really link up that well with Burrow last season. So maybe it'll do him good playing with a new quarterback. I think a new scheme will do him good, but we'll see how he does next season. Yeah, do you think he's he's done or is he going to have a bit of a resurgence? I thought it was strange how he struggled with Joe Burrow. Um, there really was no chemistry there at all. And you thought with him being the veteran that they try and work that partnership 
harder than anyone else, but he seemed to go to T Higgins more than he went to. Has he got a Lampard Gerrard relationship? I don't know. We're going to see. <laughs> We're going to see, aren't we? Are you but... saying he's the Paul Scholes of this? <laughs> Worse. I don't know. Cause I think Paul Scholes was better than Lampard and Gerrard, so that's a tough one. Who do you think was better, Broom? Yeah, that's Scholes. Well, yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, it's a strange one. I hope it does work out for him because he was really good for the Bengals for a lot of years. And um, always, you know, it's always good to give relatively new quarterbacks more weapons. And Kyler's got a load of weapons now down in Arizona. And they've really got, would you say, Liam, no excuse to get to the postseason this season? They've got to, even in that division. With everyone they're signing, I think if you don't get in the postseason, you failed. Yeah, like really said, it's, it's a tough division, but you're going to have to beat the best teams on the way sooner or later. So why not do it in the regular season? Yeah, definitely. Um, sticking with uh, Bengals, they signed Trey Hendrickson from the New Orleans Saints on a $60 million four-year deal. Um, he was the second highest, uh, I think he had the second highest sacks in the league with 13.5 last season. So he'd done it in his career year. Um Big signing to replace Cole Lawson, who went to the Jets. Liam, what do you make of it? Did he yeah. earn the money last year? Yeah, I think he did. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting how he does. Um, do you, what do you think of the move? Were you a fan of it? Um, if he repu- if he reproduces his form from twenty twenty, yeah. But, but the problem is they've just got rid of Cole Lawson, who was very good. They've got rid of Geno Atkins, who had been at the Bengals for a long time. So it's now just left him, pretty much, as that kind of D-line pass rush. Ollie, what do you make of it? Yeah, he's going to take a lot of attention, isn't he? And maybe they haven't got players to divert attention away from him. Especially in in that league, you've got, obviously, the Browns and the Ravens, they've both got good offensive lines. Steelers, yeah. not so much. Um, <laughs> not yet, mate, it's not fine. But yeah, it's a bit of a fire sale in, in New Orleans. Getting all that money off the books. Well, are they going to make cap in time? They've got to, but well, they they will one way or the other, won't they? They always <laughs> make cap in time. Somehow they always do it. It's quite remarkable how they manage to do it. But are they going to have the players? I mean, I, I saw they they lost a draft pick because of breaching COVID protocols last season. That's unlike New Orleans to break a draft pick, isn't it? Really, it's, they never do that whatsoever. <laughs> They didn't break the draft pick. They haven't picked one up and then break broken him. They broke the COVID rules, which meant they lost the draft pick. But either way, yeah, that's not good. Which which pick was it? I think it was a sixth rounder. It was a late round pick, but you know, you can pick up the Tom Brady maybe. You know, you you just never know with these picks. They are so valuable. But um yeah, New Orleans will be fine. They always find a way around it, you know. They'll work the books and then it'll come around to 2021 uh, or 2022, should I say. They'll be in the same position and still work it out again. They're just one of those teams that kind of always get it done. I know, Liam, you're not a fan of the Saints and what they do and how they do it, but a good team. Let's go with that answer. (laughs) Uh, The Bengals also picked up an offensive tackle, which they desperately need to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, Riley Reef, he comes from your lot in Minnesota, Liam. Um, what are your opinions? Don't rate him. I don't know how he's going to be yeah. in a new system. Um, maybe I've heard that the scheme Cincinnati run will suit his style more of how he plays, but 
I thought he didn't really live up to the hype in Minnesota. I think we should have got rid of him to try and bring someone better in. Have you got enough tackles, though, to get rid of these players? Because your offensive no. line wasn't great last season. We don't have an offensive line. Oh, well, presumably it's going to be the draft or because we haven't done a lot in free agency. So it's got to be. I think that's fair. If you're the Bengals, though, it's an, I think it's a tidy little signing. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's good because they've just bought someone with a bit of experience in that suits more of their scheme. So, yeah, I think it's a good pickup. Who knows how it'll do, but I suppose they just want to keep Burroughs upright, really, for now, don't they? They had to get bodies in there. Exactly. You know, a number one pick is your franchise guy, is your biggest asset, and they they just let him go down last season so many times and ultimately get injured. Are you surprised they haven't picked up more players for that offensive line? There was a lot of players that they could have got. Well, I think they'll they'll stay at five and draft the tackle in, in the draft. They've got to go tackle in the draft, surely. And well, there's only one name that's being banded around, and that's... Uh, Penai Sorel. Yeah, you think he'll still be there for them unless someone jumps ahead. We'll all probably be completely wrong and there'll be a trade or someone will take him before or something. Well, the only team you could see doing that would be the Dolphins. So it might be a case that they have to trade up for that Dolphins pick. But if that's the case, then it's not the worst thing. You've just got to do everything you can to protect a young quarterback. Um, And... You know, speaking of that, Corey Lindsley has gone to the LA Chargers to help protect Justin Herbert, uh, the All Pro centre from last year at Green Bay. Uh, Liam, this is a great signing, isn't it? They've got a great player, really good. Obviously, we see him play regularly, so we know him very well. Um, yeah, I think they've got a great signing there. Um, Broom as an outsider, what do you make? Uh, must be good if you're giving him props as a Packers player. Kills uh, me to say it. Yeah. Fantastic and really good addition for the Chargers. And I think he'll do well there. Hopefully help Herbert kick on and have a good second season. Yeah, that's it. I think you can't put a price on just how valuable some of these centres are. And if you get a good one, then you really are set up. The thing is with a centre, if they're good, you don't notice them. When they're bad, it's like a referee. Like, you know that they're doing badly. It disrupts and ruins the whole game. Like, Broom will know from that Steelers playoff game. Like... How long did he sign for? I believe it's a five-year deal. See, you just get that continuity. Similar to uh, Joe Tunney signing for the Chiefs. You're going to have that continuity for years to come and that rapport between centre and quarterback. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, Joe Tunney going to the Chiefs and Carl Long going to the Chiefs as well. So it replaces um, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz. I think two very good signings there, especially Joe Tunney. Carl Long... You're not so sure, but he was a pro bowler, three-time pro bowler when he was with the Chicago Bears. I was going to say um, the Bears. You haven't really mentioned much of the Bears. Have they done anything recently? No, we're not mentioning them yet. We're just we're talking about Carl Long, mate. And oh, I, haven't I, just... even, I haven't even got around to Carl Long's shirt saying Long 69. I, <laughs> I just wanted to bring up the Bears, but I'll let you carry on. Sorry. Um, well, no, I was just going to mention that this is protection that obviously... Patrick Mahomes is desperate for their offensive line really struggled last season and you saw that in the Super Bowl just how fragile so yeah Liam what do you make of it Tunney got a five-year 80 million dollar deal is that about fair for what he done at New England yeah I think that's about fair Ollie yeah got paid deservedly so I think yeah definitely you can't really put a price on some of these guards and tackles 
Uh, yeah, okay, Liam, as you're so keen on talking about the Chicago Bears, um, we haven't spoken about Andy Dalton since you've been on the pod. Me and Ollie spoke about it on Wednesday night. What are your thoughts about I can see you smirking, which is just horrible. We need to stop doing these video chats. The thing is, uh, the thing that makes me laugh is just you really thought you were getting Wilson, didn't you? You were determined it was going to happen. I felt bad for you that you haven't got him, but... It wasn't that, because... I'm not as annoyed as I was because I found out what we offered. Yeah, like, to be fair, three... you tried everything to get him, didn't you? And it just didn't work out. You know, three first-round picks, two starters, a second-rounder. I wouldn't have offered any more than that for yeah, Russell that, Wilson. Yeah, that's, that's putting your pants down if it's any more. It is. And they said, you know, they didn't say no until the last minute. And even still, I'm reading stuff about it. It still might happen. It still might happen. That Dalton might just be a, you know... a a second, you know, second string QB, and they'll get rid if of. If he's him. a sec, if he's a second string QB, I think you've got a solid backup there. It's just how many games as a starter do you think he'd win? Um, well, purely for the defense, you can still win maybe eight games. Do you think he's better than Mitch and Foles? Yeah, but that's not saying much. Um, I think he's definitely better than Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles has really impressed since that. Um, Super Bowl. Um, is he better than Mitch? Not with his legs, but with his arm, yeah. Um, oh, if I had a game with two minutes left, I'd rather have Dalton as my starting QB. Yeah, well, I'd rather have many other people. What I think the Bears will do, or what I think we will do, is um, they'll keep Dalton, but they'll bring in a rookie QB in the first round of the draft, and Dalton a bit of starter, and then they'll use that year to... Um, I but, think they'll move up in the draft, definitely. That's something that they have to do. Matt Nagy's job's on the line. Ryan Pace's job's on the line. They have to be aggressive. They were aggressive with Russell Wilson, and I think they will be in the draft as well. Um, maybe trying to get Mac Jones or a Trey Lance. Um, and then it'll kind of make a bit more sense. But if you've got your job on the line and you've put Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback... not looking good, is it? It's not looking good. Um, what would you do if you got Trey Lance as a curveball throw for you. What would you do if you got someone like him in draft? Like you say you traded up and got him. I'd, yeah, I'd be genuinely excited for the future, you know, because from what I've saw, you know, saw of him at college, incredibly talented quarterback. I think if he had a year behind Andy Dalton, someone that could teach him, someone who's been in the league for a long time, it could do him the world of good. I mean, we've seen what he's done for players like um, Patrick Mahomes. He had his first year, obviously not playing and, you know, we'll see what happens with Tua this year and you know, Joe Burrow and a lot of other people. But, yeah, I think I, I think that's the way they should go. We've got other needs, but I think that's how they should play it. And um, just as a shout-out to Mitch Trubisky, you know, he wasn't always the best quarterback. He wasn't always the most entertaining person on the pitch, but he was a genuinely good guy, and he helped out a lot of people in Chicago. And um, I do wish him the best with Buffalo, and I think he'll do quite well. I think He's got himself a good little move there. Yeah, he has. He's getting paid a lot to hold a clipboard, isn't he? He's done well for himself. Niagara Falls on his doorstep. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's it. He's working with a good team, you know. I'd happily be around the Bills at the moment. It reminds me of Tavares Jackson at the Seahawks. The same sort of thing, like a below average quarterback and a very good team and system. And he'll probably, you could probably put him in that team and he'd win you a few games just because of the system rather than the quarterback. 
that's it. I, no, I completely agree. And I think it might even be a case that he will thrive at Buffalo. They've got a really good head coach. They've got a great system, brilliant receivers, good O-line. Good. Well, they should have a better running game this season. And uh, it could be a case that he does a, a Marcus Mariota this season where, you know, he, he played one game that Derek Carr was out, looked amazing, and now he's probably going to get himself a nice deal. Well, that's all Mitch has to do. Get a chance in a couple of games, play well, and he'll get himself a good deal in 2022. Maybe even come back to the Bears. Do you think he's done as a starter now? For the moment, yeah, in the same way that Jameis Winston's done as a starter. But I don't think he'll be done as a starter forever. Just I short think. term, yeah. They'll all get, you know, they'll all get their options. Um, they'll all get their choices. But, um, yeah, talking of Jameis Winston, actually, I don't think we mentioned on the last pod that he's re-signed with the New Orleans Saints. Um, Ollie, I know you're a big Jameis fan. What do you make of it? Yeah, fine. he's a fine backup. I I mean, I'd have him as the starter there, I think. But, yeah. you know, he knows the, uh, the playbook. He knows the system. He can come in if anything happens to Hill. And he'll probably do a fine job. So, no-brainer, really, for the Saints, I think. I agree, Liam. I think he's a solid backup. I don't think he's good enough to be a starter, personally. So, you'd have Taysom Hill as your starter over Jameis Winston? I think you've got him. Yeah, because the thing is, with Winston, he's just not consistent enough, is he? Like, he's entertaining. Consistently throwing interceptions. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. He's like, yeah. He's entertaining, though. I'll if tell he you, cut out his interceptions, he'd be an outstanding quarterback, wouldn't he? But well, so would everyone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the only person you probably couldn't say that to is Aaron Rodgers, who has about three a season anyway. But I think Jamie should be the starter there. Definitely, there'll be a good competition in in the autumn between him and Taysom Hill. They've paid Taysom Hill though, which is the only thing that makes you think he'll probably be the starter in Week One. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be an interesting camp battle. We'll see what happens. Indeed. Talking of people getting paid, uh, Trent Williams got paid. He got a six-year, $138 million deal with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, one of the best offensive tackles in the game. Is it the kind of money he deserves, Ollie? Yeah, you've got to pump money into your offensive line. Seen it with Tunney, seen it with a few others. You've got to fortify that line. So he's earned it as well. He's been a great player. That line is so important to San Francisco, obviously, because of their run game. Um, it's vital to pay players like this. Liam, do you think it was just an absolute no-brainer? You've got to. you just got to keep Jimmy G fit this season. So what do you do? You pay what you've got. Yeah, got to do it. Do you think it's a lot of money? Of course in it is. relative terms for tackles? Yeah, but if he, if he keeps you Jimmy G fit all season, that's priceless, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's if they keep Jimmy G. There's yeah. a lot of talk of him moving I on. Think, I think he'll stay. I think I don't know if it'll be a season or two, but I think they'll give him another shot. He's got such a good record there as as the starter. Yeah. Apart from the Super Bowl loss, can you fault him, really? No, um, I don't know where it's like I can't fault him, or is that Cole Shanahan's given him such an amazing scheme to work with that... It, I kind of just praise Shanahan instead of praising Garoppolo. And every time I watch San Francisco, I don't think they've won a game because of how Garoppolo passed the ball. I think it's because of how their run game works and of how their defence worked. So, and it helps having a superstar like Kittle as well. 
Exactly, yeah. And they had a nice, they had quite nice weapons actually. Wide receiver Brandon Ayuk as well, um, and they had Emmanuel Sanders when they went to the Super Bowl. So they did have quite a nice little receiving core as well. Jimmy G's never stood out to me as a a top ten quarterback. That's what that's all I'd say. But um, yeah, you're right. He needs to stay upright if he's there, and Trent Williams will definitely help him do that. And that contract sees him through till he's 38 years old as well. So that's his last he's, payday. He's set for life now. Good on him. Yeah, don't blame him at all. Okay, uh, Liam, let's go to your neck of the woods. Patrick Peterson side with the Vikings. Um, was it a one-year deal or a two-year yeah, deal? Yeah, one-year deal. Um, 10 million, um, quite a lot, but we need a veteran corner. So I think it was a great pickup. And hopefully, obviously, we've got quite a young unit. So I think he'll really give them some coaching support that they need so yeah I'm really happy for it and um, what do you think is a neutral Ollie? Yeah they need a bit of experience there give them a shot in the arm so he's a good addition and hopefully it'll help out a few of the others that are there because they badly need the help on defence it seems. Yeah the secondary was a tough point last season would you have uh, Peterson starting with Jeff Gladnick? Got next season. Yeah, that's that's I'm presuming that's where Zimmer will go as our starters. But we need we need elsewhere, we need D line, we need some more help. Yeah, we've got a lot of holes to fill. Is there any players in free agency that you've got you'd have your eye on as a as a Vikings fan? I do, but that's not Zimmer Zimmer's style of bringing in players. That's not what they do. They get players in the second, fourth round and coach them up. Um, like look at Kendrick's bar. Yeah, that's not really how we operate, but there's a few that would fit in straight away as starters. You say that, so you say, you know, obviously the Vikings get them in, coach them up, but the predominant problem with the Vikings is that every season it seems that either your offensive coach leaves or your defensive coach leaves. We lose a coach every year. I think it's just bad luck because they all get promoted. Yeah, like um, Kubiak left. And we've now got his son in. And I think we've literally had, yeah, a new coach every year. Um, they all get snapped up because they do such a good job. And then they just get promoted to HC elsewhere. Like Stefanski is the best example of that. It is a compliment, but at the same yeah. time, it doesn't help you because no. you constantly... has got a new team every just, year. Just a revolving door. Same, it's been until... That's the same with Cousins. Regardless of your opinion of him, I think they've just kept him in his consistency. So you've just got the same QB in rather than winding door, like you said. I know you're a big fan, Ollie. <laughs> Me and Ollie were just, you know, having a little bit of fun there, making signs at Kirk Cousins. We know our friend Dave's the biggest Kirk Cousins fan. So Shout, shout out, Dave. Happy Dave. birthday, Dave. Yeah, happy, oh, yeah, birthday, happy birthday, Dave. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening. He loves this show, mate. He does. Yeah, he loves it. He can't wait for it every week. I hope he got a Kirk Cousins jersey for his birthday because I know he really wanted one. No, didn't he get a Vikings one at... Um, he got one at Christmas, didn't he? Yeah, I just thought he might have got... Yeah, he got an Adam Phelan one, yeah. I just know he loves him, so I thought it, I thought his missus might have got him one, but we'll see. Well, we spoke about Cousins many times before. Um, I don't think you'll ever go anywhere with Kirk Cousins, but... No, I, I don't think he'll win us a Super Bowl, but... Who else do we bring in? Oh, there's no one really. Or we can't afford anyone. I don't think there's anyone really better to bring in. So we're um, kind of I, stuck with him. I think we'll be stuck with him to his contract. Who's your backup QB out of interest? It's changing. I'm trying to think who it is now. It's changed. Oh, oh you're good. 
I wish it was Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> I'm sure you could get him a job. I probably could, options. couldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> is that why you signed Patrick Peterson? Is he now throwing balls? Uh, he might as well be. I'm just checking. Sorry. I'm, I'm a... Liam, the fact you don't know your own backup quarterback is... Right. Shocking. The reason why I don't know is because we've got Nate Stanley and Jake Browning. We've had we've had different QBs Who's... every year. Exactly. That's why I don't know our backup. I mean, EastEnders. Oh yes! <laughs> Did you say Max Brennan? I wondered why they wrote him out. <laughs> He's gone to Minnesota. Yeah, fair enough. I don't blame you for actually not knowing them. <laughs> we had a right, good backup. We had a good backup before, but cousins. Yeah, so there you go. Probably yeah, out of town. Exactly. Back to Jake. He got signed up for a builder's job, and he's just not come back. He yet. went. He got promoted to the bill. <laughs> Right, let's move on from these nobodies. Um, it's just, I'm still going through the Twitter page. I, I can remember what's going on. Uh, Curtis Samuel moved to uh, Washington along with Ryan Fitzpatrick. We haven't mentioned Fitzmagic yet. Um, we'll start with Fitzpatrick. Uh, Ollie, what do you make of it? I thought he was so solid last year when he came in to replace uh, Tua and when he started for Tua as well. It's a nice little move for Ryan. Washington building up a fun little offence there to go with a very good defence. Yeah. Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel can do some trickery as we saw last year. They might use him as a running back. They might use him out wide. Um, along with obviously McLaurin, been great since they drafted him. Gibson, McKissick. Yeah, if they can lean on that Open defense. is a good tight end as well. Yeah, if they can lean on that defense, um, they could have some fun. I think you'd probably, would you put them as favourites in the division? Yeah, um, I think I said this the other day. I definitely would put the Washington football team as favourites in that division. Um, depending on what the other teams do, maybe in the draft. You've got the Cowboys. Definitely. Washington have got a more all-round team than the, than the Cowboys. That defence in Washington is really good. Especially uh, so the one in Dallas is not so good. Exactly. True, but I'm thinking of Dak. Yeah, oh, he's, but... he's a factor, definitely, but... He's got yeah. to prove it. He's got to come back at 100%. I hope yeah, he does. Sure. Exactly. Plus, you need a well-rounded team. You can't just rely on... Dallas just relies on offense. And yeah, they've got superstars on offense. But if some of them don't shine, like Zeke didn't do anything last season, really. That's the downfall of last season. You it's, know? it's like the cliche, defense wins championships. Regardless of your opinion of it, it's, it does help if you've got a good day. Well, it does. Look at the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl last year. Their defence won in that game, and they won in pretty much all the postseason games as well. Defence wins you divisions, and it wins you Super Bowls. And that's why I think Washington will win that division quite comfortably. Is this, yeah, a, bet? Is this a bet we're going to have? How are you talking dirty about, about the Giants? Yeah, well, exactly. Let's get, let's get on to them. I'm not having the Giants hype at all, but yeah, let's, let's chat a bit about... So they signed their... Kenny Galladay. Galladay. We've been singing that all week. If that's not his song, then they need to just release him. Um, If they had had football chants in the NFL, that would 100% be his chant, wouldn't it? Well, that's what they're missing, yeah. But he's signed up to a four-year, $72 million deal. Um, It works out to $18 million a year. It's a lot of money for someone who's been injured a lot. Um, Ollie, what do you make of it? See you wearing your Giants jersey. Yeah, jersey on here. Um, it is a, a lot of money to pay, but 
when he's been on the field, it's been very good. I think he's he's definitely earned a gig somewhere, somewhere else. And I think we're going to see what Daniel Jones is made of this season. He hasn't had the best options in his in his passing game. Uh, I'm just I'm sorry, but I can't help but think of the video of him running 80 yards down the field and then falling over. That, I mean, still yes. one of the funniest things I've ever I, seen. I was watching it on loop the other day. Just, it's just mesmerising. Um, <laughs> um, oh, That's good about podcast. I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah. Um, All I can see is Daniel Jones running now. Yeah. Um, he, he's it's a big season for him. He's, is it make or break for him this season? Yeah, I think so. Because he's now got Golladay. They've also picked up Kyle Rudolph who yep. Liam will know a bit about. Great player. Um, Good pick-up. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got those weapons now, plus Barkley probably coming back. There's not going to be any excuses for him. I agree completely. I think this is really Daniel Jones's last chance. I also think it's their GM's last chance because he, you know, obviously got Daniel Jones. He's got um, the talent around him as well. Um yeah, Liam, what do you make of it? Obviously, we know him well from the Detroit Lions in the NFC North. Um, he always used to terrorise us and you know, whenever he was on the pitch. Good signing for the Giants. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I agree with Ollie what he said about um, Golladay. Um, it's, it's come down to Jones. But yeah, he's, he was great. I just see, you guys can't see, but George is just dancing along doing the image and that's, and that's why I can concentrate. Well, I Daniel Jones it. on a run pass option, sprinting 80 yards down the pitch and <laughs> falling on his face. <laughs> I just can't get Golladay out of my head. So annoying, but so catchy. And I'm, because well, obviously we were in for him as well. And um, I'd have loved to have seen a Golladay-Robinson combination. So word on the street is the Giants may also be getting... A dory. I want to be really? a dorried. Did you hear this from um, Larry Fitzgerald nice, or where nice. did you hear this from? Well, it's all over Twitter. Whether Larry Fitzgerald started the rumour or not, I don't know. But um yeah, They just get the band back together. They're coming out with all these cover songs. That'd be a, a good pickup for them. And um yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think you're right, it'd be a great another great pickup for them as well. And the Giants are an interesting team. But um, you worry about him if Daniel Jones gets injured because he has been out for a few games in pretty much every season he's been in the league and they signed Mike Glennon as their backup quarterback. Yeah. Which doesn't fill me with any confidence at all. Um, And all I've really seen of him was getting laid into by Gruden on hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen him with the Bears. Not sure he even even earned a first name. I think he was just Glennon. Oh, no. (laughs) That's where you know things aren't going well. Liam, you know, you're kind of the Mike Lennon of this podcast. Yeah, what do you make of Big Mike? Why, like, hold on. Why am I the Mike Lennon of this podcast? Well, you're the backup co-host. I've got Ollie now. I thought I was more than Ollie Fitzgerald on the podcast. We're sort of old, well, reliable, old. and I'm always there. And I'm always, yeah. How do you say you're always there? You missed the last show. Right, I was working. We've been through this. Is, um, is Larry Fitzgerald on like cameo or anything? Can we get him to record an intro? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can we start a GoFundMe as that as our new intro? So I wanted Larry Fitzgerald. 
I wanted to get Liam a birthday present this year because Nigel Farage is on Cameo now. So I wanted to get him saying something to Liam, but he's taking himself off it because people keep taking the piss. So Liam, that was going to be your present from me, mate. I was going to spend 60 quid or whatever it was to get him to say something about Brexit and say happy birthday to you. That's good fun. Sadly, he's taking himself off it. Um, I've checked Cameo. Larry Fitzgerald's not on there, sadly. Ah. Is there any NFL players on there that we can... There's hundreds. There's loads. We have to talk about this off air. There is a lot. We can get someone to do the intro for this this show. I mean, I think I know who we need to get. You touched on this earlier, but um, you can. I've seen it. For some odd reason, it's come up as a sponsored ad on my Facebook. Maybe that's telling us something. Jeff from Peep Show. That's oh yes, could get yeah, Anton Winfield Jr. for thirty-seven. I don't think he was that's a an absolute No, he wasn't. But I'm just sorry. I was going through the. Is yeah, that you're dollars. We'll, we'll do this after the oh, after the Zoom call. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, Jared Cook signed a one-year deal with the LA Chargers. Um, they just got rid of Hunter Henry. Liam, stop showing me that on the screen. <laughs> introduce another sign-in. Uh, they just got rid of Hunter Henry. He's obviously gone to the Patriots. So kind of makes sense, doesn't it, Ollie, to pick up a decent player in Jared Cook? Yeah, like for like. I don't think he's quite on Hunter Henry's level, but he was... Um, he scores a lot of touchdowns. He does, yeah. He's in the red zone. Um, from a fantasy point of view, he's sort of touchdown dependent, mm-hmm. touchdown or bust. But um, yeah, he's he's all right. It's just good to have a big, you know, a big target receiver for a, a rookie, well, not a rookie quarterback, but a second year quarterback. You know, it's always a good third down go to. It's always a good red zone go to to have someone who's about six foot seven and two hundred and fifty pounds. Liam, you got any thoughts on Jared Cook? I know he come from the Saints, but he's always been a solid player in the league. No, he's a very good player. Good pickup there. Very good indeed. Okay. I can't speak about the Saints for too long, can I? Well, I wasn't. I just wanted to be on Jared Cook, but you know, <laughs> you've, you've given me all I needed, mate. That's all exactly. I needed. Uh, the Dolphins have picked up Will Fuller. Will Fuller the fifth. Sorry to give him his full title um, on a one-year deal. That's exactly what they need, isn't it, Liam? They need to give two or more weapons, and yeah, Will definitely Fuller quite good last season. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they need. They need more. Oh, surely they've got to go for this in the draft as well. They just need to give them some weapons. I mean, it's so speedy. I think it's just going to stretch the field for them. And if they add one of the top receivers as well, that's really going to open things up for Tua. That's the problem. Well, that was the problem with Tua last season. He didn't have that person who could stretch the field. So every play, you're looking at maybe a five-yard pass or a six-yard pass. Will Fuller had such a good season. I mean, I know, I know he was playing with Watson, who we all think is elite, but um, it was it was those two against everyone, really, <laughs> on that team. Yeah. It was, and you're right, he was fantastic. I mean, until he got banned for six games, he was well on course for a thousand-yard receiver. He might have had a thousand yards already. But I mean, not- he's still got one of those games to serve, so he'll be back week two with the Dolphins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, as you say, it makes sense to pick him up and Tua needs all the help he can get. Kind of in the same boat as um, Daniel Jones a little bit. There's already talks about trading Tua, which to me seems absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's mad. Which is mad. It just proves how little time you get in the league to actually, you know, make an impact before people really judge you. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. quite like the Cleveland Browns. They really needed help in their secondary last season. It was probably the only place they really struggled. Um, 
they picked up a really good corner in Troy Hill from the Rams. And um, John Johnson as well, I believe they picked up. His name might not be John Johnson. Liam, is his name John Johnson? I thought it was John Johnson. Yeah. John um, Johnson the third, I think. That's yeah. it, John Johnson the third. Um, picked the both up from the Rams. Really good. Liam, really good moves, don't you think? Just shows yeah. up the weakest part of their team. Exactly. That's a great pickup. That's all they needed to improve, really, one of the main areas. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go because that was where they struggled last year. So will they adapt and improve from here? Yeah, I think they're now, with those two signings, a fully fledged Super Bowl team, which which is the way I look at the Browns now. And surely, Ollie, as a, a Steelers fan, you're worried about them in the AFC North. Yeah, they're building patiently. They've done it over a couple of seasons. You know, they got the playoff monkey off their back. They're not going to have to deal with that media circus now. They're they're building a nice contender there and potentially one that can challenge over the course of maybe three or five years. <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're a team, a team built to last. Um, and we'll get on to the AFC North. Obviously, Liam touched on it earlier. It was the podcast that wasn't a podcast it will be coming to you shortly yeah, should we um should we shout out ivan who we had on, on yeah Sunday? we've got to shout him out lovely yeah, guy really knowledgeable and we're very sorry that we've had technical issues yeah um liam do you want to shout out his twitter page because he really was fantastic and dog pound east so yeah ivan's great he he was very knowledgeable about football and probably better than us maybe <laughs> slightly a little bit no he's definitely better than yeah, us i was just trying to be nice yeah no definitely um can't wait to have him back on to discuss it was a good chat i mean it's worst ways to spend a couple of hours and talking right. football with your mates uh just yeah, a shame it wasn't captured no but maybe it'll be better second time round. It will be, and um, there'll be a lot to talk about. We could go more in-depth because we won't have as much news to cover in the next podcast as well. So it'll be a really good conversation, and we've got that planned for this weekend. So Next yeah. Monday, it should be yeah. out. I think uh, we'll let him have his two cents on the Browns because he is far knowledgeable than us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, stick with the AFC North. Ollie, do you want to talk about Juju? Yeah, very exciting. Very surprising as well. Um, Liam texted me when I was doing my big shop in Asda with the news. Is so, that the best text you've ever had doing your big shop? Um, Good question. Probably, yeah. Yeah, uh, made it a lot more palatable. Um, that and <laughs> I, bet Laura, I bet Laura was buzzing when you text when I texted you, wasn't she? Oh, I told her as soon. Uh, so we're doing separate shops. Um, I'm doing my dad's shopping at the moment due to lockdown uh, but she was yeah when we got back to the car she was buzzing <laughs> I knew it <laughs> yeah I knew, I knew she'd be on at you for a while about you know Juju resigning has Juju resigned yet has yeah. it every day that's all you got wasn't it where's Juju um, she's a big fan big fan she's actually a Dolphins fan so I'd have oh. to um, get her two cents on Will Fuller see what she thinks I bet she can't wait for draft can she she's buzzing I'll report back um, but Juju one year deal Eight million, but one of the things I wanted to touch on, we spoke about it on Sunday. This voidable years, it seems to be a bit of a trend at the moment. Um, very, very strange. So he's just getting one million base salary, and then a seven million bonus, which is spread over. I think it's four years, um, yeah. but that can void after this season. So they're playing a risky game because you think he's going to be up for an extension next year. 
but they've done this with Roethlisberger. They're just pushing money into future years. And they've been doing it for a few years now. And it's just kicking the can down the road. And whether this is going to come home to roost, they're sort of relying. It's in these strange times, they're relying on inflation and they're re- relying on the salary cap going up, which there's no guarantee of. Well, this is why I thought it was so strange about keeping Big Ben, really, because you could have lost him and saved yourself a lot of money against the cap and moved on to other situations that were probably better for the Steelers going forward. And now with the Steelers putting all in again with Ben and players like this, you've now got this season to really have your Super Bowl shot. And then oh, they're all in completely. Yeah. Next I mean, we'll, we'll say more on the AFC North episode, but they're losing a few pieces on defence. Um, obviously, they lost Hilton, Dupree. Um, but with this Juju news, it came out that Stephen Nelson was going to be available for trade. Well, they were allowing him to look for a trade. Um, that would save them about £8 million against the cap. So, yeah, obviously glad they've, they've brought Juju back. But at what cost for the rest of the team? Do you believe any of the talk about the Ravens being in for him? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he had other options. Ravens, as you said, and the Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, it would have been fun to see him with Mahomes, I think. That would have been great. That would have been like backyard football. That would have been so good. Ravens, not sure I'd buy it. I can never see him going to the Ravens myself. No, I, but I think it was, it was important they kept him because he had 97 catches last year. That would be tough to pick up the slack on that. So... You were saying about you were saying about text messages. My friend Elliot, who's a Steelers fan, the I found out the news through him, then I text you. The thing he texted me was "fuck you, rat birds." Was his exact message? <laughs> Is that your nickname, Rat Birds? Or... <laughs> Isn't that who you pulled last week? Oh come on! Uh, that's, not, that's not cheap in the show. My dad listens to this. Sorry. That... Oh, not all rumours are true. Some are false. No, they don't listen to, to Liam about that. Um, you can't have a love life in lockdown, remember, Liam? Well, no, I can't. Exactly. You can, but I can't. Um, all right, let's move on to another player that Ollie likes. Chris Carson's re-signed with the Seattle Seahawks. A two-year, $14 million deal. So about $7 million a year. I mean, Ollie, this is cheap, really, for a good running back like him. He's a good running back. He's tough, but he's developed into quite a good pass catcher as well. So, a bit of a dual threat. Um, obviously, Russell Wilson said that he wants help. So, this is something. I don't think they've really strengthened the offensive line that much. But Carson's been a good performer for them. So, I think re-signing him was a good move. Thought we yeah. might see a bit more movement. Obviously, Aaron Jones re-signed. Carson's re-signed. It's a position that it does seem to be getting paid a lot more, you know. Um, I think that was due to the Kamara deal, the Derek Henry deal, the Joe Mixon deal, and now the Aaron Jones deal. I think it's risky, risky to pay running backs. So risky. Look what happened with Todd Gurley. You know, it's it's so risky to pay running backs. I think you can replace running backs quite easy because if you've got a good scheme or good line, I think you'll be all right with a half-decent running back. I always think, why would you want to be a running back? Your career ends so much quicker than anyone else in the NFL. 
Like you yeah, don't you're taking a lot of hits, you're putting yourself up for a lot of injuries potentially. Exactly. Even if you're a running quarterback, you, you've got such a limited time. Look at Cam. You know, look how he's regressed in the last few years. The same thing will happen to look at RG three. Look at RG three. Yeah, through his amazing rookie season. You know, it's it's a very tough position. So you've got to get the money while you can, which is why you you know shout out to people like Aaron Jones. Yeah, it's good. Good Carson got a deal. Um, seemed like he might be on the way out. Another one, but he's re-signed there in Seattle. So let's see him give it a go. Yeah, definitely. And um, move on to another running back. One I was quite surprised left. Um, Philip Lindsay left the Denver Broncos and signed with the Texans on a two-year deal. Uh, Liam, what do you make of it? I've always thought he's been quite a solid running back. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been pretty solid. Um, and he was undrafted as well. That makes it even more impressive, doesn't it? You do yeah, get these old players. You can, you can pick up these guys late rounds or even undrafted. And they'll come in and do a job. Look at James Robinson. Oh, James Robinson. Good boy. He is. I absolutely, honestly, I love James Robinson. He's possibly my favourite player. Him more, and Stefan Diggs. More than Russell Wilson? Yeah, purely because of what they've done for my fantasy team. I seem to get let down by Russell Wilson towards the end of my fantasy team um, every year. I mean, not too much. I still win it every year. But, you know, <laughs> James Robinson. Oh, what a guy. But you're right. You can get so many good players that are undrafted and, you know, six, seven round picks. It, That's what we were saying earlier about the picks for the Saints. That's what we were literally saying. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, okay. I'm just trying to think. We've, I think we've covered everyone, boys. I'm just going to see if anything's happened yet with the Giants and Adoree Jets. Shall we mention Watson or shall we move on very quickly from that subject? Um, we can mention it quickly. I think a lot of people are aware of what's going on with the allegations against Deshaun Watson at the moment. Obviously, we can't talk any more than that. We only know what we see from Twitter and ESPN and news. Um, you know, obviously very worrying times for the league and for you know, everyone around the Texans and, you know, until we know anything further, we can't can't say too much. But um, obviously this puts, you know, to bed any Deshaun Watson trades for, you know, this time now um, until the court case is done or until the lawyers have done whatever they can do. So, yeah, we can't really talk too much about it, but I'm sure we will as it progresses going forward, um, but we're very worrying for the league and, you know, we all want the right outcome, no matter what it is. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't really want to say too much. I just hope the right outcome happens, whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. We've got to let the legal system do what it does. Nothing yet on uh, Dory Jackson to the Giants, but maybe this could be our thing. We call something and then when we get off air, it happens. Yeah. yeah so maybe well, that can be our gimmick. Yeah, what else can we call? Uh, I've already done Russell Wilson to the Bears. That's not worked. So that's probably put me as like minus one. But um, I'm going to call Nick Foles to the Denver Broncos. Oof. Um, the Bears paid him £4 million yesterday. So a team would only have to pay him £1.5 million if they want him. Nick Foles to the Broncos. So, so apparently we haven't mentioned Deshaun Jackson. Oh, I tell you who, yeah, you're right, Deshaun Jackson, yeah, uh, gone to the Rams. But we haven't mentioned Cole Fuller as well. Um, we can which, save it. Which is mental, really. No, I'm not going to save it because I'm 
I'm a bit gutted about Carl Fuller. He was an all-pro corner. Yeah, they um, swooped in quickly for him. Well, I'm not surprised. Vic Fangio was there as our defensive coordinator in 2018 when Carl Fuller had the most interceptions in the league. Um, it makes sense that he's going to Denver now with Fangio. And I'm genuinely gutted about it because um, a starting corner, a very good starting corner, who was due 20 million, but the Broncos got him for only 9.5. So amazing business. Can I just say, Bleacher Report no. are talking about Larry Fitzgerald to the Vikings. I'm not even making it up. Really? Yeah, not even making it up. Well, we need, like, well. Or <laughs> we need like a buzzer, don't we, for every time. Yeah, the Larry Fitzgerald buzzer. We could work on that. We'll get the we'll get the team in production. Yeah. To uh to do some stuff. So me, pretty much. Uh but I think that's it, boys. So as you mentioned earlier, we've got the AFC North episode coming up on Saturday. Uh we'll try and get it out for Sunday. Um well we try and get it out in general, um, you know, and actually record it properly this time. Again, a massive shout out to Ivan. Uh Liam, do you want to just shout out the socials? Yeah, just we've got the good and the bad social media pages uh, at fourth down, fourth and out pod. Um, yeah, the usual ones. Oh, okay, well, thanks for that, mate. You really put your heart and soul into that. I don't know what else there to say apart from just check out the Twitter Facebook page. I, I, what, what more could I say? No, no, it's fine. Um, Ollie, anything else to add before we adjourn for another night of lockdown? Cheltenham has been and gone, but you can follow me at Ollie Broom for photos of potential winning bets. Hopefully, and not too many, many losers. losing bets. Not too many losers. It was a good week last week. Um, yeah, good week. Yeah. Just nice to talk as know. usual. Nice to talk as usual. Obviously, lockdown's pretty challenging. Hopefully, things are going to get better soon, but it's just fun to talk with your mates, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's you know only fair now that we can probably call you a co-host of this show. Um, obviously, it's a big deal. You get no money with it, no status, and our 130 followers will be they'll be they'll be going mad. I can hear them now. They'll be going mental. I can't wait for think, to update um, the Twitter page. I think April 12th is it? We can meet outside in a pub. Yeah, the pubs. I mean, we could record an episode in person. That's crazy talk, that is. Might be a bit windy. We might have to wait until the summer. Yeah, it might be a bit... Uh, well, it could be a lot of things. It could be us be, a lot of shit as well. Might be a bit I, boozy. I really want us to do a live mock draft show with some um, may or not have alcohol involved. Cannot confirm or deny, but I don't know how well that would go down. Well, if it's you, you won't have any alcohol, so we can rule that one out. And then... Me and Ollie might be slightly different. Be on our sixth, but you're on your second. You'll be picking up. You're making us sound better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't drink. Sorry. So I forget my family. Listen to this. Uh, all right, let's um, let's leave it there, boys, and we'll adjourn for now and meet up again on Saturday. Thank you both for joining. Cheers, thank mate. You. See you again oh, next week. See you next week, and thank you for listening. <laughs>